Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast, Hard to Make Friends as an Adult. I'm Macy. And I'm Ryan. And on this week's episode, we are going to be talking about hosting. So maybe you're hosting parties or you're hosting events or just hosting a little hangout at your house. Being the host with the most is a great way to make and connect with your friends. Ryan, what do you think about hosting? Well, if you're like me, you're absolutely clueless. So I'm probably going to be asking you a lot of questions today about what to do and what to say. But as somebody who has co-hosted some things, I think it's a really great way to make a lot of connections and uh, nice and easy introductions to people. Well, before we get to your questions, I will say that I am definitely someone that has always liked to host things. Of course, I host the social club with our podcast, and I've been hosting meetups for like six years now. So I definitely have a lot of experience, but I will say it doesn't come super easy to just everybody. So that's perfectly fine. However, I think when you host things, it kind of helps you be in charge and sometimes the leader, which can help develop communication and friendship skills on its own. It also kind of shows that you care a little bit because you're welcoming people into your house or your life or maybe a certain hobby or something. And it's just kind of giving someone like a little bit more of a closer perspective to who you are as a person and who you are as a friend. So I think there's a lot of benefits to hosting besides just you know, oh, I'm throwing this party, or I like planning and decorating or whatever. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Now that you mention it, it makes a lot of sense as a way to take control of your own friendship life and to organically move people in directions that you enjoy. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think that it also shows like an initiative that you're taking and also that you care about hosting your friends, whether it's just a small little get together or a dinner party or a huge birthday party, you know, whatever it is. There's different levels of hosting. I think every single friend group has that one friend or two that always hosts everything. And while that can be really great, it can be nice to maybe give people a break or to offer up your space and just kind of let people in your life or help, you know, host a, a whole friend group or something because it is a lot of work. And it might seem intimidating, but as long as you're doing it with people that you really like and it's an event or a hobby that you're interested in, it can be really fun and it really kind of just shows that you really care about your friend group and just being social and it kind of gets you out of your comfort zone while also keeping you in it because sometimes hosting something at your own house can actually be like a little bit more comfortable for you than going somewhere. I think sometimes people actually are more social when they're at their own space or whatever. Um, So if you're kind of an introvert and maybe you think hosting's not for you, you might have kind of a weird outlook on this, but it actually might help you a lot. Um, yeah, I would say actually I am 100% on the side of why would I put all of this effort into host something without a guaranteed reward. But to what you're saying, you do get a larger reward if you plan it better and you put a lot more effort into it. You can also decide that everyone leaves right at 8 p.m. <laughs> so <laughs> there's some good things about it for sure. Um, and you're just in control of the whole situation. So even if you're introverted or, you know, maybe don't like to be in control of, say, a lot of people, it can actually be kind of nice because everything is basically your decision at the end of the day. So there's a lot of freedom to be found in that from a social aspect. Well, with that in mind, I'm going to ask you some questions, Macy, as our resident host here, uh, to get some tips for everybody on what you should do and how to make friends in in the context. Are you ready for that? Yeah, sure. So first off, 
uh, you alluded to it earlier, the toughest part for most people is probably getting the initiative to start and how they feel before they take on the endeavor. Can you describe, you know, what emotions to expect, like whether nervous, a little anxious before, you know, planning or during the host prep process? Yeah, I definitely think sometimes you get anxious or maybe a little bit annoyed by having to put all this together. Maybe you're worried about what people are going to think or how it's going to turn out. I think the best way to go about hosting anything, even if it's just a really small game night, is to make like a to-do list. So, oh, I'm going to clean my space or I'm going to go shop and get ingredients for dips and food or I need to stop and get beer, whatever it is, just make a little to-do list and then, you know, give yourself a couple of days notice before whatever event that you're planning and then just go through your list like over the course of a couple of days or in one sitting, whatever works for you and having it all in one place to look, look at what you need to do before all these people come over to your house or until they meet you at a certain space can really help kind of take the load off and also ensure that you're not so anxious leading up to the day of. Because I know there's times where we'll host a party and we're like running around like crazy, like 10 minutes before it's starting, <laughs> just trying to finish up some little to-do list items. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's pretty stressful when you wait to the last minute or if you don't get it all done on time. So I think the best way to be prepared and maybe kind of curb some of that anxiety is to make a list and get a head start on it and try to finish it, you know, with a lot of time to spare. Yeah, yeah, let's just say there's been some half-finished deviled eggs thrown into our dishwasher <laughs> for the temporary party until we can clean it later. <laughs> yeah, we have an inside joke that the party's going well or not based on how quickly I finish making the deviled eggs or random <laughs> dips. <laughs> well, that leads into my next question. I am probably one of the few people who have co-hosted with you. However, I do think you're more of a lone wolf in terms of hosting. Can you describe working with a partner or what you would, you know, give a tip to a person who's new to hosting, whether they should tackle it themselves, share it, different things like that? I think each personality is a little bit different. Some people want to be totally in charge, especially, you know, someone that maybe likes to really decorate or maybe someone that's a super planner. And in that situation, I almost think it is better to just do it yourself because truthfully, sometimes you're the only one that's going to get it done the way you want it. And so if you're someone that doesn't really like sharing certain things or you don't want input from others, especially if it's just a small get-together, it's not really worth the drama and maybe the like arguments that could come, possibly even ruin friendships. Um, if you start including too many people and say the decisions and just planning for that evening, I think this happens a lot in friend groups when it comes to like bachelor bachelorette parties or also with certain birthday parties where, you know, maybe it's a couple of friends trying to plan something and then they all just start to kind of get upset about budgets or decor or whatever. So if that's you, I think it's better to just host something on your own and make like all the choices and stuff even if it's a little bit more draining to do that however if you really like having input and maybe you get easily overwhelmed it could be really great to grab a couple of friends to help put together you know something small especially like we've said like a dinner party or a game night those are very like low pressure events I mean truthfully you know even if you completely ruin the food or something all your friends will probably just laugh and y'all can order a pizza I mean the stakes are low 
Yeah. So maybe if you're not much of a planner and you've never hosted before, start small, see how you like it, and then you can work your way up. Yeah, absolutely. Next question I have is in regards to making friends. I noticed that a lot of your parties have a theme, and, and maybe that's more your own creative hosting ability. But would you say a theme helps people talk more at your party or... Can you go through a couple examples of ways that you would allow the friendship opportunities to grow? Yeah, I think themes are really great because it gets people excited. Like if you do, you know, some type of murder mystery dinner, if you let people know ahead of time what your plan is for that, then they can go shop for it. Maybe they can all talk about it in a group chat or something and it gets people kind of excited. Um, The same goes for planning like trips, for example. I've had friends that will plan a trip we had a friend that just got a whole birthday party together in Vegas and she made a little group chat and it's kind of fun to be like on your way and everyone's in there chatting about the whole itinerary so I think that having a theme even if it's pretty broad can kind of build the excitement you also know what you're getting into like what to expect what you should wear price wise what to bring or not bring things like that so I think a theme is really good um When it comes to, like, a game night or something, your theme could literally just be, like, comedy or, oh, we're going to watch all the Harry Potter movies, whatever, you know. But having a theme is really nice, especially if someone is going to bring someone that's new to the group or new to your friendships. Um, That can kind of help break the ice, too. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Actually, being in that group chat you were mentioning, there were people I might not have known in the group chat, and it actually helps you organically get to know people before you meet them in person. And the other thing I'd mention in this category, I'm more of the let's play a game type of party person. So if I'm ever in a hosting situation, I'll try to play a game that brings people together that organically makes people talk to each other because that's what everything's all about. Is there any other strategies you have at a party that, you know, you would decide to implement? Yeah, uh, one of my smaller suggestions, because I think games can be a really great route to go, but one thing I try to do, and, you know, sometimes you don't always have the capacity or ability to do it, but sometimes I'll try to set up, like, a little area, like, uh, for our Halloween parties, I'll put together maybe a table that has, like, puzzle pieces on it, or coloring books and crayons. It sounds kind of, like, silly, like, oh, is is that the kids' game table or something? But no, (laughs) but it's just kind of a space where sometimes people want to have, like, an introverted moment or just kind of step aside. Maybe they're not feeling super social or included. As much as I think you should try to combat that, sometimes it just happens. So if you have a little space where, like, this is a cool spot to hang out by yourself or maybe wait for your friend to show up or just regroup, that can be really helpful and also kind of curb any awkwardness, especially for, like, one or two people that maybe aren't included at the moment or maybe they're feeling a little bit like, oh, I'm socially running out on my battery. Um, you know, having like a little spot where it's like, oh, there's music you could listen to over here, or you could put together this little puzzle piece thing or whatever it is. It could be tiny. That can be kind of helpful for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Now we've talked a lot about the planning and that type of thing. Talk to me about during the party, your hosting duties. What do you do? What should you look for? Elaborate on that. 
I think that the most important thing, as kind of cliche as this sounds, is to just have fun as a host because I can't tell you how many times I've hosted something and I've gotten like so caught up like in the kitchen or trying to give people drinks and stuff. And of course, you know, you want to make people feel welcomed and everything, but at the end of the day, they're here because they want to see you and they're trying to celebrate whatever this event is. So I think if you're chaotic, they pick up on that chaos. And that has definitely happened to me like a lot, I will say, because <laughs> I host so many things and we have such a large friend group. Yeah. But I think if you're just chill and you're having fun, you know, even if it takes like an extra 45 minutes to finish making something in the oven for everyone, or even if it means that like you're running out of drinks and someone's going to have to go grab more, you know, soda or wine. It's really not the worst case scenario. And I think if you're having a good time, that's the most important. So I think the main priority as a host is to be really welcoming and then make sure that you're enjoying yourself. Because if you're having fun, probably everyone else is. If you're stressed, if you're like, this is not fun, honestly, it's probably not fun for anyone. So that (laughs) sounds bad. Good insight. But uh, yeah, you know, I think people pick up off the energy, especially if it's at your house, you know? Yeah, absolutely. One thing that I think happens at a lot of parties is people bring mutual friends or people bring folks that maybe you don't know as well. Uh, Do you think you've ever made a friend while hosting, you know, one of these parties? I'm sure the answer is yes for you, um, but try to guide your answer more towards like a first time host as well. How would they make a friend at a party or how have you done that? Yeah, I think I've definitely made friends at parties and I think it's pretty easy, especially as the host, because everyone's introducing themselves to you. And a lot of times if someone is new, they're going to talk to you because you are the host. So on that, you know, realm of it, it is pretty easy to make a friend. I will say it's hard to keep them because sometimes they come with someone and like you don't even know their number or you don't even like know how to contact them. And then you have to kind of go this whole thing where, oh, who invited them and then contact that person and be like can you tell you know your friend that I'd like to hang out so that gets a little tricky um I can't tell you actually how many times we've had a party and someone has like come over and I've had like the greatest conversation and we're like drinking wine or something on my patio and then the next day I'm like I don't even know who that person was because (laughs) they came with someone and I don't know who and then they left they might have crashed the party too you could be that so yeah I think that it's Easy to make a friend, especially at your house if it's a party, um, but a little bit harder to actually keep up with them after the party. That's awesome. Now, kind of just wrapping up the hosting, you know, feelings, is there a highlight of your hosting career, we'll call it, um, that you'd like to share that everything went really well and it's like the top-notch feeling or time that you've ever had doing it? I really enjoy our Halloween parties every year, but they definitely are stressful. I think that they're really fun, though, because at the end of it, it's like we at least got to all show off our costumes. The decorations are really fun, and it kind of gets you in the mood for actual Halloween because we always do the party the weekend before Halloween weekend. So it's always kind of a almost like an intro to the Halloween festivities. But weirdly, some of the small, just like a couple of friends events that I host are really fun. We do so many big things, and last Valentine's Day, I had maybe four or five friends come over because Ryan was working, and either they were single or their significant other was busy, and that was actually such a nice time because it was just like four or five of us like drinking wine, making chocolate-covered strawberries, and playing games, you know, and that was like really refreshing for me, actually, because it really wasn't stressful at all. Yeah, 
And it sounds like a good variety helps too. Doing too many things in a row that are similar could get you burned out. Which leads me into, you know, we talked about the highlights. Uh, a low light is kind of a weird way to say it, but is there any times that just things haven't gone right and you just want to bash your head against the wall and never host anything again? Because I think a lot of people listening probably have had that happen and then have just said, I'm never doing this again. Yeah, I think hosting and like, especially if it's at your house, I mean, there's a lot of stresses that come with that. I mean, we've had people that have like overdrank and thrown up like all over a room before. <laughs> Uh, We've had people get into arguments or fights. We've had people steal something, as bad as that sounds. So there's been sketchy things, and, like, that's kind of what you're opening yourself up to when you open up your house to people, whether you know them really well or not, you know? Like, things happen, and in those moments, it kind of makes you never want to host again. (laughs) But usually, I think, as long as you're well-prepared, and especially if you know who all you're inviting... It's really rare that something, you know, that bad or awful is going to happen where you're just like, I'm never hosting anything again. So I think you should have a positive outlook on it. Yeah. And no matter what, you know, things happen. It's important to try and try again. And I'm sure things will turn around. Now, last question here for you. Going a little bit away from, you know, your own house kind of party. Let's say, you know, you're somebody who doesn't have a lot of friends, so you can't really just host something gigantic and, and do this. What would you recommend them to start small, maybe, or host an event or just a group chat or something like that? Any advice for getting going? Yeah, I think a group chat is nice. Maybe host a little Zoom because that's pretty easy to put on. Zoom or Skype. Skype's a good option, yeah. And I think that people who are looking to make friends as well can utilize some of our other episodes that we've talked about, like hobbies and such, and offer to host things in those hobby groups, you know? Well, and I think even just, you know, we think hosting, we always think party or something, but even just putting together like, oh, like, let's go to the karaoke night down the street at that bar. Just that is kind of in itself hosting something. Um, So you could start small by just, you know, asking a couple people from your work or from a hobby or something just to go out and grab coffee even and you're kind of the one putting that together and therefore hosting it absolutely so macy would you say hosting is a rewarding but challenging experience i definitely would and i think it does get you out of your comfort zone i think it teaches you a lot it's a really good skill to have i mean even if you don't do it that often it's good to be able to know how to host things because Maybe you're not the super social person, but there's going to be a time in your life where you're going to have to host like a birthday or maybe like a kid's party or a wedding event or whatever. I mean, there's so many things. Even just family functions sometimes have to be hosted by someone. So it's really good if you have those skills and you can step up and do it, even if you don't have to do it with your friend group. Well, as someone who is not the host with the most here, I think you've managed to convince me slightly at least uh, about giving it a shot and showing the true optimism behind it. Yeah, I definitely think that hosting is just super rewarding and it's a really good skill to have. Uh, what I did want to kind of switch our conversation to now is some of the lessons and things that I've learned, not only as a host, but as someone that's attended other people's parties and events. Because you learn a lot when you go to someone's house and they're throwing a party. Uh, But from my own experience, one of the lessons I learned once was um, the first time I ever hosted like a girls night in Chicago, I didn't even think about the fact that like 
some people were vegan or vegetarian. So oh, yeah. I only made pasta that had like meat sauce on it. And like everyone there for some reason, because it's Chicago and like the healthy lifestyle. And I was coming from like Texas where everyone literally is like the worst eaters in the world. Yeah. Um, all of them were vegan and vegetarian. So like nobody could eat what I made. And it was kind of like this, oh, oops moment. So I think it's really important to have like all different types of food or at least to like ask everyone coming what their food preferences or allergies are. Definitely have some like different options available. Same goes with alcohol and drinks. You know, if you only serve alcoholic beverages, that could be really uncool if someone's like pregnant or sober. And on the flip side, just because you don't drink, sometimes it can be nice to have like some wine or something for those that do. Because for a lot of people, alcohol is like a way of like letting loose and being more social. So it's just really good to think about those things. Um, and I've been to parties before where they don't have music or they don't have games. Mm-hmm. And I know, Ryan, you kind of mentioned games are a really great activity. And I think that that is so true. So if you're going to host something, you definitely need to have like filler items, whether it's a game or music or something. Are we going to talk about the time that I came over to your apartment and started playing my own music at your uh, <laughs> at your place oh my god <laughs> yeah i was a little upset because i worked for like hours making the perfect playlist but i guess we were a match at made in heaven because we both just <laughs> love to create playlists for parties i was told to play music not by macy and i obliged and turned out i was I upsetting the party my mood. music was awful i guess but <laughs> no no i wasn't thinking that i think I just had such a good reputation, you know. There uh, you go. One thing I will say uh, in regards to the alcohol or drinks in general or food in general, if you are somebody who is a little more picky in terms of food or allergies or drinks even, you know, we've had people come to our parties and bring their own cider and stuff because they don't ever really drink beer, they don't really drink wine, they drink alcoholic cider. So they bring it themselves, and I think that's completely fine. I think that you're more than welcome to check with the host on what they have and then bring your own thing. But maybe you think that's poor etiquette. That's more like from attending something standpoint. I think if you're hosting, it's nice to like be aware of these things because I think some people just truly don't ever think about it. And if you've never hosted before and you're trying to be like impressive with it, you might not even think about it. So yeah, you should definitely think about like food and drinks and just having. I mean, you have to go crazy on the options. But just have, like, you know, one or two different options available. Like, maybe one alcoholic cocktail and then maybe one non-alcoholic beer or, you know, whatever. At least bare minimum. I think that's a good way to do it. I mean, this is, like, first off, assuming you don't know, like, anyone that's coming. Of course, if, like, your friends are, like, raging alcoholics, that might be a completely different story. (laughs) I'm talking about, like, if you're hosting something, trying to maybe start new friendships or you know it's like a dinner party or something like that more from that standpoint i understand my apologies if you are a host and someone does reach out to you though be open and say what what you have you know you're not going to please everybody probably if you have a large group you can just try to please the most people and do what you can definitely i think that that is good advice um and yeah and always have like a playlist and some music it like it can be really awkward if there's awkward silences and you don't have like music or a movie or tv show on in the background because i've been to parties before where i'm like you know 
this vibe would have been a lot better with just like some type of music on. Doesn't even have to be like really thought out. Could have been anything at that point. Yeah, music makes everything better. Yeah, and then just a couple games, you know, even if it's just cards or something. Um, and I will say if you're hosting and you're not really a big game person, just like look up on Pinterest or YouTube or something like some really easy card games or drinking games can be a fun way. Even if you're not drinking alcohol, just something like Kings can be really... Uh... Oh, don't get me started. I can I can <laughs> talk for 45 minutes straight about different drinking games. And if you're interested in that, let us oh know. Oh my gosh. Let well, me know. It's just having an activity... Making people social is really helpful. I was uh, at a party once where people didn't really know each other, and it was kind of awkward. And then the minute we all started playing Kings, there's a Kings Cup. I can't <laughs> remember the name. It's just Kings. Okay, I thought it was okay. Yeah, Kings. Um, it got so much more fun. But now that you say Kings Cup, it sounds familiar. <laughs> like I think that maybe is it, or maybe it's a different. Oh game. my god! Well, there's so many games out there nowadays. But yeah, games go a long way. Having your pets out is really nice. Although, definitely make sure you don't have any friends that are allergic. I have a couple of friends that are allergic to cats, and I try my best to clean up as well as I can before they come over. So I think just being aware and mindful. And also just kind of reading the room and what your audience is expecting when they come over. 100%. That sounds awesome. Well, it's a new year. At least uh, it is for us right now as we're recording this. It might not be as a listener if you're listening to this out of order or something. But it's never too late to start or become the host with the most. And I think if you want to open up your house to people, I think it's a really great option. And it gives you like a lot of, I would say, convenience on, you know, the theme and what to expect and what you're going to do with your friends. Yes. Take back the control and you will be rewarded. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. We will see you next week on our next episode. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.